0: Hello and welcome to another installment of our very special Rock Sound Awards powered by EMP.co.uk. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine, the host of our regular weekly Friday podcast. Right, before we do anything else, in case you don't know, we're a few days in now. Awards.rocksound.tv is the place to be to pick up your Rock Sound Awards bundle featuring 10 exclusive limited edition covers of all 10 of our Rock Sound Awards winners. Featuring exclusive interviews, photos, posters from their Rock Roxanne Awards cover shoots, a 2018 calendar, the Roxanne Awards sticker, the top 50 releases of 2017. So, so much more. So exciting. The Roxanne Awards powered by EMP.co.uk. Awards.rocksound.tv is the place to be right now. But now it's time for another feature length chat with another one of our winners. And oh man, we love this band so, so much. So today we speak to our best British band Roxanne Award winners. This band put out an album this year that blew everyone away. They've had a year that's just seen them get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's been insane to witness. I remember this band when they'd literally just formed, and now they're selling out huge venues across the world. It's neck deep, and we caught up with Mr. Ben Barlow to talk everything 2017, the peace and the panic, selling out things like Brixton Academy, doing so well on things like Warp Tour, and of course, becoming the biggest British band in rock since Bring Me The Horizon. So here we go to our very special chat with Ben Barlow of our best british band rock sound awards winners neck deep here we go i'd like to present to you guys the uh, rock sound best british band award it's been a crazy year how does it feel to have received the award yeah uh it's an
1: honor you know even if it was just the uh, if we were just considered we would have been very happy you know obviously there are a ton of uh, of, of amazing british bands out there but to be you know crowned Best of is, is uh, it's quite an
0: honor. So, yeah, very, very, very happy. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Very, oh, very thankful. Fantastic. Cool. So, I just want to have a chat then about the year as a whole, really. A bit about the album and then, you know, the, the tours and everything that's been surrounding it. So, to kick off, Peace and the Panics absolutely sent things into the stratosphere for Neck Deep. How's it felt to be in the eye of the storm? Has it been amazing? Has it been overwhelming? Like both at the same time? Like how's it felt to be right in the center of all that? Um,
1: yeah, it's been quite a, a whirlwind to kind of quote quote one of our own songs like an asshole. It's been a hell of a ride, but it's all kind of caught up in yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. It has. I mean, even since, you know, the day the band started, it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind. And, and now to be kind of doing the things that we're doing is... Um, it is. We're getting into, into uh, dreamland territory here, I think. I don't think, uh, you know... I don't think we would have imagined that we'd be where we are now. And, you know, yeah, so so that's good. I mean, it's funny. We obviously just thought uh, about Brixton and, and, and the Apollo. And our manager actually made a bet with us a couple of years ago. I think it was that the Blink show that we played. He was like, I'll put money on the fact that you will headline and sell out Brixton in the next couple of years. And he did. So, yeah, the fact that that's actually happening and now, you know, it makes you think that we can go on and do bigger and better things. And, uh, you know, music has never really been one to get caught up in the whirlwind. We've always kind of had our sights uh, set on, on bigger and better things at all times. And that's no different now, you know, we're not going to, now that we've, you know, done some amazing things and played some, you know, um, landmark shows. That doesn't mean that we're going to slow down by any means. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, you know, we thrive in the hurricane, got to roll with the
0: hurricane, man. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Cause as well, last time we spoke on the podcast, um, you know, we chatted a bit about you saying that uh, Life's Not to Get You was a kind of period of uninterrupted happiness. Uh, and going into the Peace mm-hmm. and the Panic was, was much more difficult. It felt like, you know, you were maybe sort of the things where you were having to grow up very, very fast, like was it quite a difficult period at the very start, you know, when you were putting the tracks down, did it feel, did it feel overwhelming at any point in an emotional sense?
1: Um, not for, a not for, for, for a minute. When we were, when we started writing, um, I think we were pretty good. We were pretty focused, you know, um, we were confident. We left a lot of time for ourselves to be able to write and to adapt and to change and to, to do all that kind of stuff. But then, um, yeah, that my dad passed away and that definitely uh, kind of allowed me to become more emotionally invested in the record. Um, I mean, I never struggled for a direction, but when that happened, it was immediately like, well, I know where I'm going to be coming from on this record, you know? Um, So yeah, I mean, yeah, it it was a struggle at points, you know, definitely writing songs like 1970-something, Wish You Were Here, um, Where Do We Go, I was very emotionally invested in those songs and, um, well, in all of them really. Um, I think more so than, than a lot of our previous records, uh, like you said, you know, the life had to get you. That was, um, it was a very, very, very positive record, which was, you know, it was, which which is just showing of, of kind of the, what we were going through as the band at the time. And, um, this record, I think does that again, maybe not so much with the positive, um uh, so much of the positive aspect, but, um, in a way, you know, like, like I said, I've said a lot, but like neck deep, we always just write um, based on what's around us, uh, what we're going through. Music has always been a, an outlet for not only our, our our creativity, but for, you know, it's been an emotional outlet as well. And yeah, I was very emotionally invested in this record. And I think that's one of the things that maybe uh, shines through with the record and that fans have picked up on uh, the most is just, you know, just how, um so much emotions in there, you know. Um, and I've had fans say they feel like they, they, they know me a little bit better now. They they know us a little bit better now. They kind of, um, they understand us a little bit better now and they and, and, and they can relate to us as people a lot better now, which is great. And that's, I don't think that was, you know, necessarily the intention. The intention was to get some stuff off my chest, but if it means that um, people can kind of... Um, yeah, connected us a bit more on a personal and an emotional level, and that's great because we always want to emotionally engage with our fans. I think that's where the best music often comes from—is when it's when you're emotionally invested in it, or when you're kind of um, when you can kind of pick up on the emotion of it. So Yeah, absolutely, very emotionally invested in the record, but I think that was for for the best, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, no, it really does shine through in the songs. And I, I mean, as well, like you said in our, in our cover feature, you said that, you know, maybe that you were a little green in how you viewed the world around the lifestyle to get you cycle. Um, in terms of going through all that then and, you know, putting all that into songs and, and getting all of that off your chest, do you feel much more kind of equipped now and kind of experienced and, and not so green anymore?
1: Um, a little bit, yeah. I'm always the eternal the eternal optimist a bit of a realist though um, a bit of an idealist you know what I mean I always just want the best um out of things and I think I'll always be that way but yeah I think as you grow up you only you kind of and I don't want to say pessimistic because I don't think it is a pessimistic I think you get a bit more um you do get a bit more realistic with your expectations of the world and what you expect out of life and but as long as you have that the you know the idealist side of you, where you only ever want the best for yourself, I think that's what's important. And I don't think that's changed too much about Nike. Um But yeah, we've grown up, and, and and our fans have grown up with us. That's something that we're kind of blessed with, you know. Um, when we were seventeen, eighteen, writing and songs, and our and our fans were maybe you know in their teenage years struggling you know, as we've kind of gone into our 20s and, and we're learning a lot more about the world, I think our fans are doing the exact same thing too. Um, and so that puts us in a very unique position to be able to, to continue to connect with our, our fans and to continue to, um, continue to speak to fans through our music because, like, you know, we always write from, uh, from a situational kind of point of view and, um, I think, you know, having having our fans kind of on side and growing up with us, they, they you know, they find themselves in a lot of, this, lot of the same situations. So, um, yeah, you know, I think maybe there's a lesson even to be learned from the transition to, life, not how to get you into the future of the panic is, you know, like, hey, yeah, you know, be eternally optimistic, you know, want the best for yourself in life, but in that transition you also find that, hey, maybe life is gonna, life is gonna throw uh throw something at you occasionally, and things and death and heartbreak and things you can't avoid. Um, but it's all about how you deal with that, and you know it's still keeping that positive aspect and that um, that optimistic outlook on life, but um, with a little bit more realism in there, I suppose. And, and I don't think that that's a bad thing at all, because you know sometimes just overwhelming that optimism can be fucking annoying. I can understand what that's like to be around. And I imagine a lot of people were probably put off by the fact that we were overly positive and they were probably like, ah, this is fucking annoying. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear something that speaks to me. And I think that's what's happened with this record is we have allowed ourselves to kind of mature and, uh, and become a little bit more realistic with our expectations of life. And that's something that you just realize as you're growing up.
0: Yeah definitely because as well from a musical perspective on the album um, you took a lot of risks that really paid off and songs like we chatted last time about songs like In Bloom and Don't Wait and these were real kind of uh, new departures for the band was this the point where you really wanted to kind of start opening up what you could do sonically with Neck Deep in kind of all different ways
1: Absolutely yeah Um, you know like we were talking about before as we were writing the record what kind of you know did we have an idea of what direction we wanted to go and we we didn't really, you know, we were just kind of writing as we as we went and kind of feeling out, you know, kind of just writing songs and seeing what happened. But yeah, that was always an intention from the start was to to at least with a couple of songs to do something a little different. Well, none of us could really put our finger on what that was and how we were going to kind of keep that deep sound, and keep that pop punk element, but also, you know, stretch it out a little bit to to you know. Maybe some more uh kind of more rock leaning uh, uh sound or, or in some elements a more pop leaning sound and um and indie rock you know elements and we we know we wanted all that that kind of sound, but it's always hard to put your finger on what, exactly how it's gonna sound yeah. for you um until records and songs start coming together you start adding vocals you start adding. Um, you know, different guitar layers and we start, you know, think about the structure. Um, Yeah, it was always an intention for us to do something different, um, at least on a couple of tracks, just because, um, you know, we are all uh, passionate musicians and we all do, you know, and we all listen to anything and everything. Um, And, you know, we want to show people that we're not just one trip you know, like we nailed pop punk with Life's Night Out to Get You. I -I 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 feel like we set out to write a pop punk record with that record. And with this record, we were set out to kind of redefine what Net Deep is. And I think we absolutely did that. And now it kind of leaves us in a position where we can do almost whatever we want. You know, obviously, we're not going to write a jazz fusion record, but we can go out and, and do something, um, do something a little different, have a little bit more flavor in there if we wanted to. Or we could write another pop record, or we could write a heavy record, or we could, you know, we could write an indie record, or a rock record, or a pop record. It doesn't really matter. We're kind of we're not limited in that sense anymore. And I think the Peace and the Panic has allowed us, you know, has, uh, has taken away
0: those limits. Yeah, absolutely. Because as well, that like you say, I mean, that's led to a, a much more undefinable, much more complex neck deep. Were there nerves going into that? Because obviously everything paid off in the end, but were there nerves before people heard the songs? Like, did you, did you feel nervous about it or, or were you just totally confident in what you'd done?
1: Um, yeah, no, I'd be lying if I said we weren't nervous, absolutely. Maybe maybe, maybe not nervous, but maybe just a little bit apprehensive. We were kind of, you know, like I said, we were all kind of uncertain about what exactly it was going to be, how this record was going to come out. We were kind of, you know, apprehensive about it, um, maybe a little bit anxious about it. But again, when when songs start coming together and when you start seeing the album as a full picture and, you know, you look past just the individual songs that's when it all you know, the that starts to ease a little bit and you can sort of relax and you start gaining a bit more direction with the record. Um but yeah, definitely apprehensive. I think any sort of change in direction for any band is gonna be is gonna be um is gonna be quite daunting. But I think if you do it in the right ways, um you know, uh, and you don't make too much of a drastic change and you kind of can bridge that gap somehow. Uh, uh, in a way that makes sense to your fans, um, I feel like that's what we were trying to do. You know, um, we wanted to make a change, but didn't want to lose what it was that made us make deep. And um, I think we got that balance pretty spot on. So.
0: Yeah, 100%. And as well with the album coming out, obviously huge success. You know, it, it was at number two on the Billboard chart, top five over here. Um, Tours sold out across the board, Qu- total craziness. Like, could you have ever seen that coming in the early days of the band? I mean, and even on the Life's Not Out to Get You cycle, could you have ever fathomed, you know, these amazing heights being reached? Um, no, definitely
1: not. I mean, since I the start of the band, we've had, you know, people saying that, you know, there's something special is happening. But we were kind of, you know, cautious, uh, you know we, we were very kind of aware of people maybe blurred a bit of smoke for us we didn't want to you know fully just be like hey yo yeah, you know it's almost guaranteed Um so we kept a pretty realistic head on it you know and you know every tour for us since even the very first show we ever played every tour has just been getting better and better and I'm sure we could have walked away from every tour going yeah this is great we could just do this forever I could play those shows forever but it seems to be just kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger without you know before you even had a chance to blink really and um yeah it's crazy I really can't put my finger on it and uh, you know I, I obviously have people um fans and, and old friends and, and and people from back home kind of you know seeing how I, like how you know unreal it all is and um yeah, believe me, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm just as blown away as everyone else. You know, I'm living it. Uh, it's, it's insane. Yeah, uh, never ever, ever thought that we would ever uh, get to the, the, the level that we're at. But we're here now and again. Like I said, you know, Neck Deeper, we've never been one to shy away from a challenge. We've never been one to shy away from um, or, or kind of back away from, um, from progression and, and pushing ourselves further. So... Yeah, at this point, we've just got to keep writing it out and just hope that that progression uh, keeps going. But, you know, we've already achieved so much, uh, you know, that we never, never, ever thought that we would. So, um, yeah, incredibly blessed to be able to to do what we do and, and yeah, still constantly in a state of just, just what the fuck at all <laughs> times. <I think.
0: laughs> Amazing, yeah, because, you know, you're still a very young band always kind
1: of been pressures on and, and you know all eyes on us since, since we started and I think we've kind of just learned to live with that and learned to kind of revel in the pressure and um, yeah and I think the fact that we're so young just means that we've got more time you know uh, who knows where we're going to be in, in 10 years time and even in 10 years time alright we won't be so young anymore but you know we would have achieved so much in that time already that it's that you know Think by that time we can kind of look back and, and be pretty happy with ourselves um which is is hard for bands these days you know um it doesn't happen to everyone and um we're very 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 lucky that it did that, that it happened to us and that we've had the success that we've had um and yeah i think it just means that
0: we can look forward to
1: a a, a bigger and better and brighter future really
0: yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. And I, I mean, as well, you know, you've done another really successful Warp Tour this year um, and you've you've already done a lot of Warped already. Um, has that been a real factor in the band's success? Like, it feels like even from the first Warped, you know, you had a real following out there and it can be really difficult for, for British bands to break it over there. And it feels like you guys really have. Like, has that been a really, really important factor in the band's success, do you think?
1: Um, yes, definitely. I think... Um, a British band going over there and kind of having the success that we've had on Waltz is, is, yeah, I, I, I don't know when the last band to have done that maybe were maybe bringing their eyes or something like that. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe hasn't happened in a good, in a good while. Um, and I think that's maybe one of the things that kind of surprises people about neck deep. Um, you know, from an inside and an outside perspective, you know. I'm sure there's a ton of people who are going, How are they so big in in, in the u s or they maybe go they look at us in the u k and they're like oh you yeah. know whatever, but then you have all this you know the success on the other side of the pond as well and um yeah, I think that's um i think that's part of part of the 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 kind of the not mystique but you know part of the 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 puzzle with Deep is like, how the fuck have they managed to do that? And I don't really know. I can't really put my finger on it either. I think Warped has definitely had a big input on that. But then again, the first time we ever went out to America was, um, was a headliner and, you know, full U S headliner. And even that was really successful for what it was. So even since day one, really, it's kind of been America and the UK kind of been neck and neck. Um, and again, I can't put my finger on what it is. No idea wh- why. Maybe it's because it's pop punk, and um, you know that's an American thing. Or maybe it's my fucking voice. Maybe it's my shitty American accent has actually <laughs> helped that side of the punk. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it it, it. it could be a combination of things. But Warped Tour absolutely is 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 amazing exposure. Um, yeah, and um, it's a tour that we love doing. Um, we've always had love game and we've always had a great time on um, and of course it's it's legendary it's walk tour you know it's the crowd that you want to be playing to um, and I think we've just been you know lucky to be given the opportunity
0: to do it and um, lucky that our music kind of resonates with, with people um, the other side of the pond really I mean, I mean, as well, in that sense, as well, you know, you, you guys have already started to have an influence on, you know, bands starting up now, like in 2017. I mean, you guys sound very unique, and you can hear elements of your sound in bands who are clearly fans of you guys. Is that a strange feeling, or is it, I mean, I guess is it is it a very proud feeling? Is it both? Yeah, it's, um,
1: yeah, both strange, but also still a very proud feeling. I feel like, you know, we were inspired by... You know, uh, Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day, Sum Forty One, and you know, if we can be the band that inspires that next wave of um, next wave of bands, and that's awesome. I just think the world moves a lot faster in every aspect than it than it ever has. And you know, maybe whereas it was New Found Glory and Blink and, and Green Day, you know, ten twenty years ago, um, maybe now it only needs five years before the next. A lot of bands start, you know, um, start coming up because of, you know, taking influence from other bands. So, yeah, absolutely. We've always kind of carried that very proudly. And I think there's there's already a couple of bands that we've met who have named, you know, songs after Deep, uh, named their bands after Net Deep songs and stuff like that. And I think it's awesome, you know. Um, a lot of them tend to be pretty young bands. Um, but, hey, if one of them ends up uh, coming up and, and being really successful and they cite us as a, as an influence or a major influence, and yeah, that's great to be able to say that we've inspired you know the next wave or you know maybe that band goes on to be you know to change people's lives if we can say that we kind of had a part in that, then that's kind of a beautiful, beautiful thing and yeah i'm happy to to um to be able to carry that and and to be able to inspire and, and and pass something on to,
0: to the next kind of the next wave, the next generation. I, yeah, all for it, all for it. That's amazing. No, no as well, because, you know, you mentioned how fast the music industry moves as well now. Um, is there a real pressure to that? I mean, do, it feels like you guys are very in tune with that and you adapt to, to how the music industry is kind of flying forward um, quite naturally, but do you still feel any pressure with that? Um, yes,
1: and no, I think you've always got to be aware of it. Um, But I think if you, if you're, if you fear it or if you're, you know, um, under pressure by it, then I think um, it can maybe make you question, you know, or or maybe you'll slip up, you know, because because you're playing up to other people's expectations. You're playing up to what, um, what other people expect and what other people are, are into. I feel like, if anything, the better position to be in is to be defining where it goes and where that next step is, you know rather than following trying to trying to kind of make a path for for the next generation or to, to make a path just even for yourself to be to be relevant in 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 music these days and yeah, I think the more that you worry about. You know people's expectations or the industry's expectations or anything like that, the more you'll kind of get caught up in it. It's better to keep people on the keep the industry on its toes rather than you on your toes, you know, trying to dance around, um, trying to dance around other people. I think if you just say, yeah, fuck this, we're aware of it, we get it, we know how it is, but we're not going to play by those rules. We're going to do something you know, that, that changes the course of things a little bit. I think that's, and obviously you know, it's hard to, to, to find yourself in that position We're lucky to be in that position where I think we can kind of guide things a little bit. But, um, yeah, we've always been wanting to just, to, to, to be aware of it, of course, and to, to, you know, have an insight and to, you know, have some judgment on. But I think the more important thing is to, is to be the ones making that change and to be the ones guiding, um, guiding, uh, bands in the industry.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, do you think it's really important to be unique in this day and age? Because you know, we've talked about as well you know how how unique the Neck Deep Sound has become and uh, especially in how saturated the music industry is now. Do you think finding that unique core to your band is, is the most important thing?
1: Um, I think it's important. I don't necessarily think it's the most important thing. I think it is an important element for sure. Ultimately, it just comes down to writing songs that people like, writing songs that speak to people. I don't think... As like, you know, fuck's sake, we had generic pop-punk for a long time and we weren't buying to be anything other than a pop-punk band and, and we were trying to be, you know, a, a shitty generic pop-punk band but as long as you write music that speaks to people, um, I think that's absolutely the most important thing and that's something that we've always tried to do for our whole career is make music that people can relate to and that speaks to people and, yeah, I think that's 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 where the real, the key lies. It's It's, you know, it's a tough one to really put your finger on but, I think, yeah, if you can find something that makes you unique, awesome, but as long as you're writing from the heart and as long as your music is, is has got some soul in it, then not like the genre soul. I mean, it could, but actual soul. That's the key, guys. You need a soul influence in there. No, but as long as you're putting your heart and soul into it, I think that's what people will see and that's what people will pick up on. As long as you're just genuine and you're write music to, speak to people, that I think is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. as well, you know, kind of uh, beyond all that, there's there's a genuine argument now to be made that outside of maybe Brimmy the Horizon, you know, Neck Deep are the biggest UK rock band around now, um, which is a, a brilliant thing. I mean, t- is that something that you guys ever think about yourselves? Or is it, is that just something that kind of is happening around you and you just kind of try not to think about? Like, how how does that affect you as, as members of the band?
1: Um... Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's something that absolutely blows us away. You know, say so that yeah, is is wow. That's that's again, it's something I never thought I'd be hearing. But at the same time, like you know, as with a lot of other things, and I think the way that Nekkid would approach things, is to not get caught up in it. If people want to say that, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it's a better, um, it, it's better, and, it, and it's more progressive for yourself and for the band to to kind of um not to focus on that and because i mean we never have and we've got to the position that we're in so surely really we should just carry on like you know carry on what we're doing don't fix what ain't don't fix what ain't broken you know um and yeah if 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 people want to say that then awesome i'm sure we'll try our best to live up to it but if we don't and it's still all good but yeah um yeah. I I'm I'm very, very, very honoured to be able to, to even hear that for But yeah. I don't think we'll be living up to it. I don't think we'll be letting that get to us too much. We're just gonna keep on being neck deep as we've always done and and just um write songs that that, that people can relate to and, and hopefully find catchy enough to, to mosh to.
0: That's So awesome. I I mean, going into 2018, then, uh, you know, you've got a big U.S. tour lined up. Um, Kind of beyond that, like we've already talked a lot about, you know, the way you've expanded the neck deep sound and that, you know, you could go down any door now. Um, Does it feel like, you know, this could go anywhere now, especially creatively? Does it feel like so many different doors are open for the band? Absolutely, yeah I think now we really do we can we can kind of do whatever we want we'll always be neck deep,
1: and now we'll always be um you know that, that um our roots will always be there, you know uh, and we'll always we'll always kind of um stick with our stick to our roots we'll stick to stick to what makes neck deep neck deep but yeah, absolutely i think whew, what happens next is is. Is well, if, if Peace in the Panic did did all this for us and life's not to Get you has done all this for us, then hopefully the next step is um is really gonna make the difference. It's gonna be it's exciting. I can't put my finger on what it's gonna be, but it's the neck deep we'll fucking cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now we're um yeah, we're pretty good.
0: Yeah, so that was our very special chat with Ben Barlow of Neck Deep, our best British band, Rock Sound Award winners. Man, like I love talking to Ben anyway. It was just so much fun to just be able to dive into this amazing year that this band have had. And as I say, I mean, we remember them when, and all you guys out there probably do as well. You remember them when they were just formed and now they're they're one of the biggest rock bands around. It's crazy. So to dive into that was just fascinating. Huge shout out to Ben, the rest of neck deep. Amazing stuff. So before we go, awards.rocksound.tv. Don't forget to go over there right now to pick up your Rock Sound Award bundle to pick up one or all of our 10 exclusive limited edition covers featuring all 10 of our Roxanne Award winners. Also featuring exclusive interviews, photos, posters from their Roxanne Awards cover shoots, a 2018 calendar, a Roxanne Awards sticker, the top 50 releases of 2017, so, so much more. So exciting. Awards.roxanne.tv, the Roxanne Awards powered by emp.co.uk. So great. Talk to us on social media. Let us know you're enjoying everything. So exciting to be able to be doing this. And tomorrow, we're spoiling you guys. There's going to be another feature-length chat with another one of our winners. We'll see you then, guys. Peace out.